We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Happy Friday. Salute to Knicks Nation. Another edition of Knicks Fan TV. Happy Hour Edition, Al. Alex Chitaro, Stratocaster in the building. Al, how you feeling today, man? Happy Friday, bro. Happy Friday, CP, and I'm doing well, man. I'm excited for this Knicks game. You know, Bradley Bill sitting out tonight. Yeah. So, looks like he's not ready to go. He's, but... he's dodging the smoke, man. He, he, want, he, he doesn't want the smoke with RJ and the gang, man. Bradley Beal is out of tonight's game and uh a guy whose name is is ringing all over the nba obviously because bradley beal's name continues to pop up in trade rumors and uh the knicks being one of those teams man who are according to the new york post according to mark berman monitoring the situation what what does monitoring even mean to you man give me some thoughts on this uh, uh on this bradley beal trade rumor well when i hear the term monitoring i think it's what any good front office should be doing, which is paying attention to any star athlete, uh, all-star, superstar, you name it, and making and seeing how the situation is over at that franchise, right, with, mm-hmm. the, with their team. If they start to become disgruntled, then you can start putting together a trade package for them and start making moves to get said player on your team to, you know, just improve your team. Simple as that. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't think – I. I that's that's really what I get from this whole situation. I don't think they're trying to do anything more than that because if we're starting to try to make a move for Bradley Beal, we're starting to empty the cupboard, and then it would be Bradley Beal and who? No one's Noel. Bradley Beal and who? <laughs> Bradley Beal and who? And and that that's my whole thing, man. Like obviously Bradley, we we know who Bradley Beal is, right? There, there's no question of his talents. Obviously, he's an All Star this year. Should have been the previous two years as well. But it's just a matter of. You know, you go out and make that trade, you get rid of it's it's gonna cost you a hole, right? I mean, there were eight mm-hmm. draft picks in, in total that were involved in that Harden deal. It's gonna cost you a hole for Bradley Beal. And then, you know, it, it's just a matter of what are you left with? You know, what are we left with? Are we gonna be the wizards once we get Bradley Beal? You, you know what I mean? And to me to me it's just of course you monitor the situation, any GM would, mm-hmm. who's good at his job, but 
to me, to, it just—it's not the right time for the Knicks, bro. It's not the right time for us, man. Not at all. And if we, you know, like look at what he's doing with Washington right now. Look at last season when he didn't have John Wall, his uh, backcourt mate. Look, let's see what he's doing with even Russ this year, right? Russ has had a, a was a hamstring or quad injury, so mm-hmm. there's a little like old give and go to that. You, you're not having a healthy Russell Westbrook as of right now, but still, even Beal by himself, he's not. He hasn't elevated that team where they're still in a playoff race, even like last year, right? So if we're making that same move again, I don't see him alone being that guy to just elevate the Knicks by himself. This isn't like Carmelo Anthony who who did that, right? So I don't know. It'd be too. It'd be a little foolish to just empty the tank right now just to get Bradley Bill just for the sake of getting a star in here. Yeah, that, that, I agree, man. You know, listen, the team starts winning a couple games and. People start wanting to wheel and deal, man. People start wanting to wheel and deal and, and think that this team is a legitimate contender. I just continue to say just keep it with what we have. If we make it, great. If not, to, to me, we got to keep building. Keep building. Mm-hmm. The, found, the foundation has not yet been built, bro. The foundation has not yet been built to where you can make a Bradley Beal trade and you still have enough to contend to enough to to make the playoffs and make some legitimate noise you know i don't want to deal for badly beal and then have to figure out how you know the pieces that i'm going to put with him with what i have left number one that none of these draft picks in in this upcoming draft should be touched and i don't think they're going to do that anyway you, mm-hmm. you know what i mean future pick considerations it all depends on the price but i'd still rather continue building with what we have and then make moves in, in, you know, two or three years, man. Honestly, I think we're about two or three years away. Yeah, I can get behind that. And even if you try to make a deal for Bradley Bill right now, there's no way they don't want a 2021 pick. Yeah. You know, if you're giving up that guy, you're going to have to get someone in return, yeah. considering how stacked this draft class is. And, you know, you said it. We're still building here. We're still the team that should be collecting assets to find something and get something here. We're seeing that we have something in IQ, RJ, Mitch, you know, Randall, whether he's going to be building. here for the long haul or not. Mm-hmm. It's those are four guys that we have right now. And that's still not enough. You know, Yeah, you, you're going to have to move a lot of people just to get Bradley Beal. And at this point, you know, we just got to be patient, keep working through the draft, making these margin trades, like what we did for Derek Rose, right. you know, you buy, know, JJ buy on Reddick. the cheap, man. Buy on the cheap. If you want to make the playoffs, continue to do so. Buy on the cheap. I have no problem with that. For sure. And even like someone like JJ Reddick, whose name has been popping up, right? Like, you can make a slow margin move to get like a pick with him coming back because he doesn't want to be there anymore and, and so forth. Th- yeah. Those are the type of moves that we should be making, not making Agreed. a move for Bradley Bill or anyone else like, like that right now. Agreed. But you know what? I think Oladipo is a little bit more interesting, man. I don't know. Mm. You know, he's another guy that Berman says they're going to monitor the situation on. You would think he's going to cost a lot less. I don't know if, if the Oladipo thing is completely out of the picture, man, but I don't know. What what would be your, your take on a potential Oladipo acquisition? It all depends on the cost with with any of these things, right? And when yeah. it comes to Oladipo, like this is the last year of his contract. We already hear that, you know, Houston is already uh, on the uh, – maybe or is probably going to trade him mm-hmm. before the trade deadline this season. So they know that he's not going to stay there for long. You know, it's now, do you want to be that team that brings an Oladipo to say, hey, look what it's like to play over here for us. Maybe you try to entice him, right? Because I think, you know, it's been said on your show, whether it's you or Ashley, uh, that he's looking to, like Miami's a destination Miami, for him yeah. as well, right? Yeah. So yeah, why, that's that. if you start hearing rumors like that, it 
brings pause, right? And it already decreases the value of what you have to give up to get Oladipo into the building. So he should cost a lot less than Bradley Bill because of his one-year deal left on his contract. Plus, you already know that he's not going to stay in Houston. So they already have to make a move unless they can somehow convince him to stay. Yeah, it'll definitely cost less. You know, according to Berman, they were holding out Frank and Kev for a potential Oladipo swap. I I don't know. I'm not so sure what to make of that. But, you know, he would definitely cost less. Um, Out, he he himself is injured now um, Mm -hmm. on the mend, I think, with an injured hand, I think. He injured himself last night. Yep. In, in Houston's game. So Oladipo's now out. We know the quad is an issue. To me, with the Oladipo thing is just, I don't I don't like making a trade for a guy, then you have to pay him. You know, you hope that he's going to stay. They have no commitments from him. We don't know if he wants to go to Miami or not. And so while he's having a decent year, there's no doubt about it. He's having a good year. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just, I wouldn't want to pony up with assets and then have to figure out if I could keep the guy. I, I, don't, I don't see that with Oladipo, man. Yeah, that's I'm I'm usually the guy who's like if someone's on the last year of their contract, I'd ra- I don't want to do a rental. The only way you try doing a rental is if you're close to making a playoff push mm-hmm. and then you can just try to entice somebody. In this instance, we're not close to doing that to making like a deep playoff run and I'd rather just compete in free agency and keep my assets and then try to sign him that way. Yeah. Because at least you still keep your assets <laughs> and you get a good right. player. I don't want to be that I don't want to be the guy shelling out for rentals. That, that that's just that's just how I feel about the situation. Again, we're, we're just we're just not at that point where we need to. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're just not at that point where where we have to force the issue on a transaction. To me, if they want him, you wait until free agency and you sign him out. Wait until after the draft first off. Because I don't know, if they don't end up with this point guard, this kid Jonathan Kaminga, I don't know if you saw this mm-hmm. uh, G League Ignite game, this kid Kaminga is looking like young <laughs> KD Light out there. But um, So wait until the draft first and foremost, because that's another thing with me is like, all right, you go get Oladipo, and more than likely it's not, it's not going to cost you an RJ or, or piece. So you figure the two, the three, more than likely Randall's here, and Mitch is here for now. Mm-hmm. Is that a a team you could build with for a few years? You know, is that a team you're good with? Where you're, you're two through two, three, and four for at least two years is pretty much locked in, right? Yeah, I mean, I it's locked in. And when when it comes back, when, I don't know. When it comes back to looking at Old Depot too, right? It's like, how does he fit with RJ? Because now we're right. talking about guys who are attacking the rim, right? And we don't need more guys that can attack the rim as of right now. We need, like, prior to Old Depot getting hurt, he was doing it all. He was shooting very well behind the arc mm-hmm. as well as finishing. Yeah. Right now, I think I think he's attacking more. I'd have to look at the stats. I'd have to look at the stats to see. But I'm pretty sure he's driving more than he is, like, shooting. And his three-point percentage, you know, in Houston right now, he's shooting, 20, he's shooting uh, just below 30%. So... Mm-hmm. You know, and as of right now, he has a uh, 38.6 field goal percentage. So, like, he's playing well. Trying to lock in at those positions, like, yeah, yeah, and that's just with Houston. That's not that's not total, right? Because total, it's over. It's over. You know, it's 33 percent. We're talking about for a three point percentage, Mm -hmm. and it's over 40 percent for field goal. So, he's playing well. Um, Once again, I don't think he elevates the team that much. Where you're making that much of a move and you're still giving up assets. So unless you're telling me that, you know, you got Kawhi who's coming back exactly. like 
that we don't know, and then you bring in Oladipo or even Bradley Beal. Then, then I could say, okay, then, I get then that. Things, yeah, then things make sense. If World Wide West is in the back room wheeling and dealing, I could jive with it. You know what I mean? But, I, again, right now it's just not our time, man. Right now it's just not our time. I think we need to just continue building. And, and play. they're playing competitive basketball. They're playing fairly solid basketball right now, sitting in ninth place in the East. I say just go to war with that. If you pick up little, you know, uh, pieces on the margins that you feel like could could help you a little bit to lock in a playoff spot, like a Rose deal, you know, it, it is what it is. But to to me, the the Beal and Oladipo stuff, it, it's just not realistic based on on where they are and where they need to be going. One hundred, I agree with you, man. Yeah. There, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, man. So salute to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. CP and Alex here. Friday happy hour, man. Cheers, cheers, Al. I don't know where your glass is at, man. Where's your glass, bro? Well, let me tell you, man, if I started drinking right now, uh, I'll give you the cheers with the water. If I started drinking right now, uh, you're going to get me passed out on this mic. All all good, man. All good. All right. Well, I'll wait till the game starts. Drink responsibly, (laughs) man. I hear that, man. Let's hear it from some people, man. Let's go to Philly. Angels with us. Angel, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, guys? Can you hear me? Yep. Yep, yep. Loud and clear, bro. What's your point today? Hey man, I just want to say I appreciate y'all. I'm I'm from Philly. I'm representing y'all. So hit that thumbs up for everybody for y'all. But um, if we can make the trade, to be honest, of course I would be happy. But I do think that we should be patient because we just don't have the assets right now. Unless you're giving up Obi and Mitch and Kevin and our whole draft hall, I mean that's probably what's going to take for them to even listen. So I think we should just be patient and stay the course. And just fill in the shooting needs that we have. So I think that's what we should do. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Angel. I appreciate appreciate the love from Philly, man. At least you're not a Sixers fan, so he's holding it down. He's holding it down for us. You know what there I'm we saying? go. That's what I'm saying. Hopefully he's not an Eagles fan either. But um, that's what I say, bro. Just, just stay the course. Just stay the course. You know they're going to want RJ. They're absolutely mm-hmm. going to want RJ in the deal. And I would rather keep all, keep all these guys. I'd rather keep all these guys. Another year, Julius, another draft pick, you know, maybe it's a Kaminga, maybe whoever it is. They have two that you, you have a good feeling about. And just keep For building sure. from there, bro. Maybe not not all these kids are going to be here, right? You know, I'm, I'm under no illusion that this is just going to be a, ki- a team of all homegrown kids, you know, starters mm-hmm. and bench. No, this is not going to work that way. Some are eventually going to get traded or, you know, maybe in Frank's case, not re-signed. So, but you have to continue to build and evaluate before you just, you know, push everything out and then figure it out again. Yeah, for sure. And at the same time, we would still probably be selling well on some of these guys too. Like RJ, who you said would have to be included in a deal. Like RJ has even, he's still 20 and he hasn't even hit his full potential yet. Yeah. And he's still on a rookie contract. So that's a great deal for any team that would get him. And we'd just be selling well on these, some of these guys. So Sounds we got to be patient, got to stay the course, got to see what we have in some of these players before we start making uh, some wheeling and dealing like blockbuster trades of anything yeah. that nature. A- absolutely, man. Let's go to Maryland. Zay's with us. Zay, how you feeling, bro? Good, good. You guys doing good, man. Happy good. Friday, bro. Good, man. How you been? Yeah, you too, man. Hopefully we get this win tonight. Yeah. Uh, my opinion, my, my opinion on the trade, man, I'm not, do- I'm not doing Bradley Bill. I'm not doing the trade through Bradley Bill. Um, we got to stop shuffling the deck, man. We got to stop getting, you know, trying to, you know, outsmart people, other teams, and trying to, you know, rush the, rush the process. Uh, you know, right now we're doing good because what we've been doing is just filling in the blanks. 
fill in the blanks, whatever we're missing, whatever position we're missing. You know, we hit free agency, we hit the draft, and we try to fill in. That's how we're going to get better. We're not going to get better by continuously trying to trade three, four young guys and pick for a star that may not stay here or, you know, someone like, you know, Bradley Bill's good. He puts up numbers, but if he's not winning in Washington, he's not going to win in New York, and it's going to be worse. It's going to be worse. You know, it's going to be way worse because New York fans are not as patient as Washington. And Washington just is good to see a good team, you know, on the court or that they can talk about. But, you know, if he doesn't win in New York, it's going to be another mellow situation. So, yeah, I'm out on the Bradley Bill uh, because we have to give up too much. Now, Big Dome Depot, uh, if it's cheap, I'll take it. If it's a cheap option, but I, I would not give up no more than one or two players and uh, a useless pick for Oladipo. I'm not giving up the farm for Oladipo. So that's the only reason why I would do it, because it would probably be cheaper. But ultimately, we just keep building. We're almost there. Trust me, I know people don't see it in the numbers, but we are almost there. Go into the free agency, we get a point guard, or you know, draft, get a point guard, and uh, another big, and keep going in each year. In two years, we're going to be we're going to be solid. If we continue to just build on what we have, in about two years, we'll be consistent. A consistent team with RJ two years in, two more years on his belt, it's going to be perfect. But like, don't yeah. rush the process. Don't That's don't rush don't rush the process, bro. Appreciate the call, man. Don't rush it, man. Don't rush it. Yeah, like I said, I, I think the the Oladipo trade obviously would would be cheaper um, than Beal. But I'm just like, I don't know. I, I hate to, I hate to sour on, on talent like this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I sound crazy. We sound crazy right now. I but know. We, it's a- we've just played this record before, man. We've been here before, bro. I know. It sounds like when you're passing, it sounds crazy to pass up on good talent. But the thing is, we're just not in position to get these guys, you know. And say like we even traded for Bradley Bill, right? He's got a player option in 2022. If mm-hmm. things are going south in 2022, we just traded the farm for a guy who can then just exit out of his contract, and then where are we at? Square one again? Yeah. Nah, no. Nah, I want someone to stay. So, and I want to like, and they have to have a reason to stay. So, you know, we're in the process of building a, a good team. We're exceeding expectations uh, this year. We're on pace to have over 30 wins the way that the Knicks have been playing under Tom Great. Thibodeau. So, kudos to Tom for getting this much out of the guys and for the guys coming into the season ready to compete and play. So let's just stick the course, man. You know, maybe we get that playing game. Maybe we start to be attractive, you know, in a few more years, but let's get another, let's get another young guy, maybe like a, a Cade Cunningham, a Jalen Suggs, a Kaminga, you know, so get someone else in this house. So that way we actually have more talent and who knows, let's see what Obi top. I know Obi top is struggling a little bit this year. You know, trying to get his footing. Maybe that will change as we get further into the season. Let's see what we got in these guys before we start wheeling and dealing and, you know, giving up more than we actually yeah. need to to get somebody. I, I agree, man. Definitely agree. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. A little pregame Knicks fan TV in here. CP in here in the check-in. My guy Alex Trataros, the Tratacast on the other side. Um, Al, how you feeling about this game tonight? Do you feel like I'm hearing trap game? I'm hearing people say potential letdown game here. No Bradley Beal in D.C. Wizards are 6-16. Six and 16, Just got washed by the Raptors. Uh, worst defense in the league are one of. What, what do you think about this game? Well, we played Sacramento, had one of the worst t- uh, defenses Facts. in the league, too. Facts. So, you know, 
I think we should win this game. If you're not going to have Bradley Beal on the court, we should definitely win this game. I think we have a we're a top we're a top six uh, team uh, net rating in defense, right? So we should be able to stop these guys. We just held the Miami Heat to under 100 points twice. I think, and they're a way better team than uh, the Wizards. We just had some rest, so I think we should win this game. Um, you know, I have faith that we can win this game. So I think that it should be a win tonight easily. Nah, yeah. Actually, I won't. I won't put. I won't put. I won't put easily it's in there. Never, because, with, with our offense, yeah, man, it's it's never. Easy. Yeah, I won't put it. Easy, I won't, but it, we should win tonight. The guys are rested. Yeah. Two days off from the last game. Top defense. You know, I said on my podcast. Give me the Knicks this tonight. So I'm saying, give me the Knicks tonight. Yeah, I, I hope so, man. But like I said, with, with our offense, nothing nothing comes easy, and and we always seem to keep teams in games. I just want to see a game where we just run a team out the gym. You know, run them out the gym. We've had them. We've we've had them here and mm-hmm. there, but a, a, a team that we're supposed to beat. You know what I mean? I just want to see them just take control like that Sacramento game should have been. Um, but they're mm-hmm. on the road. No Bradley Beal against the Wizards. Um, Brody, you know, still got to contend, even though. <laughs> you know, he's definitely not making the Wizards, uh, you know, world beaters by any stretch, man. Brody's struggling Woo! over there in, in D.C., man. They are. Dodge that bullet. <laughs> I just looked up his stat. They are 4-3 and three when he plays. No, 4-4. Four and four. No, 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 sorry. They are 4-3 and three when he doesn't play and 2-13 and 13 when he plays. 2-13. and 13. Those two wins was against the Nets. Well, keep beating the Nets. <laughs> <laughs> it's two wins against the Nets, man. And, and uh, yeah, this is all from the Athletic. 35% effective field goal percentage in isolation. A big, Obviously, with the Wizards with Beal and Brody, you know they're going to be a big-time isolation team. I think that should fit well with this Nick defense. Um, obviously, with the Wizards not being a, a um, proficient three-point shooting team. So I, th- I think that should definitely fall into the Knicks' hands from a defensive standpoint. Um, obviously, you got to watch Bertans. It's Smith, you know, the Nick killer coming off the bench. You know, he's sneaky. You got to watch him. But the Knicks should be able mm-hmm. to take command of this game, man. There's no reason why this should be a struggle for them tonight. For sure. And Davis Bertans hasn't been shooting yeah. like he has been. So yeah, I was wrong. We, we might have been wrong on him, but free agency, man. I don't know. Woo! I don't know Some of these guys are not showing that they're uh, playing up to their contract uh, <laughs> value right now. Yeah. But, you know, I think it was just. I forget where I heard it. I heard that he didn't come in. He hasn't played five on five in a long time. So he's still trying to get his legs back under him. So mm-hmm. beginning of the season, probably he'll probably catch up somewhere mid again, mid season for him, you know, but this is a game that the Knicks should come out and definitely like win. I mean, it, we said this for the thunder though. And we said this for Sacramento. So sure. it's scary, but this should be that, t- this should be that game. Yeah. I, I think, you know, defensively, we should be able to exploit them in many areas. Um, Robin Lopez, you know, playing okay as an anchor off the bench for them. They have Alex Len. They're starting uh, Westbrook, Alex Len, Bertans, Rui Hachimura, and um, the two guards' name is it, is it Gary Hammonds? I gotta I gotta look it up. I forgot who the two guard is is uh, coming in for Beal, but uh, they are starting Bertans at the three. So that'll be you know Reggie Bullock's assignment. You're gonna have mm-hmm. Julius going up against Rui. In that matchup, and uh, and Mitch and Alex Lynn, who, you know, we'll, we'll we'll try to shoot it. So Mitch will have to be be uh, you know safe with him. But the, the the Knicks should be able to win this in commanding fashion, no doubt about it. No doubt about it, man. Um, 
D-Rose's debut against the Miami Heat. D-Rose trade and debut. What were your thoughts on everything? He brought a lot of stuff that we were missing uh, on the offense, especially from an energy standpoint with the second unit, Mm -hmm. just pushing the pace. Um Ability to pass, find Obi Toppin, who's cutting. Got yeah, Obi activated. Woo! Yeah, Obi you know, if he, man. I know it's one game, but if he can do that for the time that he's here, such a such a value pickup then from a trade that really cost us so little, uh, just shipping out DSJ and the yeah. Hornet second rounder. So I liked what I saw from him. You know, mm-hmm. he gave his he shot really well uh, first night, had 14 points, shot efficiently. Um, I don't know if you can pull that off every single game, but, you know, running with the second unit, I'm intrigued to see what he does playing with Emmanuel quickly and having, like, kind of having, like, that uh, J-Kid, Raymond Felton, just, like, alternating, playing point guard, playing off ball. I think Rose is going to be more on ball than off ball, though, just because that's his play style. Yeah. But we should, it should definitely help quickly be able to spot up and utilize his three-point shooting, which was... It was a little difficult, you know, uh, for him, even though he was still scoring 25 points, uh, you know, when he was on ball playing point guard with the second unit. He can do it, but I want to see him get those easy looks too and really utilize that sh- uh, that shooting. We so, need it. Yeah, that's the only way – that's one of the only ways that this team's really going to be able to handle it, especially with the second unit. I mean, yeah. Burks can't do it alone. You need IQ to help as well. You definitely need IQ to, to, to help, man. I mean, the, the Knicks are last in the leagues in three-point makes and attempts. The 29th, 29th. 22nd in percentage. So I, I think you need, obviously you need Bullock to keep doing his thing. You need Burks to keep doing his thing. Randall is, is showing that he can get you some in volume as well. But quickly, I think you need to utilize his three-point threat um, with that second unit. And I think, you know, having Rose there, at least in the first game, you saw that it can help quickly. He didn't shoot as well in the first game, but I think having Rose there, you know, kind of on ball and having quickly off ball in certain situations will certainly help. I liked how, you know, they attacked that Miami zone in that last game compared mm-hmm. to, to RJ and and Peyton. You really saw Rose and quickly really moving the ball fast, you know, making fast decisions, keeping the defense on their toes and not really getting them set and not really allowing them to double team. And I thought that was a big difference. I mean, that second unit took us up by 12 points in that second quarter. So, you know, he he definitely gave us a spark, and I thought the, the facilitation between the two of those, also t- the two of them getting Alec Burks involved as well, I thought that was major for that second unit. Hopefully Noel, it, I, I just hope Noel can actually string together a couple good games on the defensive end, man, because some nights he, he's David Robinson, and other <laughs> nights he's just like, you know, a, a, a paperweight. You know what I'm saying? He's just getting thrown around all, all, all the time, but... The second unit is uh, is certainly interesting now with Rose's addition. For sure. And, like, we saw it, too, when D-Rose was, like, attacking the paint, just whipping the passes around, just jumping midair and then swinging it to to the corner, whether it was to Alec Burks. It was a really good – I remember, I think it was in the second half, where D-Rose drove, swung it to quickly, and then quickly found Burks in the corner for an Mm -hmm. easy – for a nice three-point shot, and mm-hmm. that's the stuff that we were missing. You know, when you have Austin Rivers out there who's looking to get his own shot, you're right. kind of having, you know, you're relying a lot on quickly to come in, learn the game at such a high level by playing point guard when he didn't do that in college, right? He played off ball in college. Like, you can't – I know he played point guard in high school, but to not play it in college and to not play your first year in college and wait and then play off ball and then come into the NBA and then – ask of him to have that responsibility. It's a lot for a rookie and not yeah. saying that he can't do it or learn it throughout the season, but 
off the bat when you're trying to win games. You want to bring in someone like D-Rose who understands the game and who can actually mentor IQ too. So it's going to be good. Rivers, and you, and I know there was concerns about IQ losing his minutes, but as soon as you heard from uh, Begley and Berman and everyone else saying that it was uh, Rivers who was look, looking like the odd man out, we yeah. saw it. So, And I expect that to be the same way because Rivers, quite frankly, just doesn't do the same thing that Rose does. He's looking for his own shot. Mm-hmm. He's a combo guard, not a point guard. So until he starts getting into a groove and can come back into the rotation, you know, you're going to yeah, see a lot of D. Rose and IQ. I think he's out, man. Now, and as you said, you know, um, with IQ not not playing as much point at, at Kentucky, obviously this is what Tibbs is looking at. And with them, with playoff aspirations, the way he's been utilizing IQ off the bench and select scenarios. Yes, he's closed some games, but just being real strategic in how he uses them, you can see that he wants to kind of take that pressure off of him to kind of you know not feel like he has to be thrust into that floor general spot right away and then we can again use his his quickness use his speed use his three-point threat you know three-point shot as a threat and so there's, there's a lot of different ways you can use him now with rose's addition so let's see how it plays out tonight man like i said they they have uh ample opportunity to show out with that second unit and let's see if they take advantage of it tonight for sure Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to watching that that yeah. part. I'm, is, 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 it, is it bad to say that I'm more excited for the second unit than the first unit now? <laughs> I'm, always, I'm always more excited for the second unit, man. Always more excited for the second unit, man. There's something – listen, not to pick on Peyton, bro, but it's just and, – and he didn't have a bad game against Miami. I thought he actually – once we got out to that slow start against Miami uh, um, at the last game, Peyton was really the one that started – the comeback and really to set the set the table and then that second unit came in and really got us the lead so he wasn't terrible but um i want to see how they handle closing situations those two miami games really showed you in crunch time we were really scrambling and even though rj did get that last second chance and he got a good look you know he should have made it but um he just didn't but there were all there were other plays before that where you know julius was kind of stuck kind of lost in translation there and and his decision making was kind of questionable as well so i think you're gonna have to look at closing with rose um maybe quickly here what did you make of you know last two games where tibbs was kind of you know selective with rj's minutes down the stretch What, what did you think of that i think he's trying to get a feel of the team and trying to put him in the position to succeed and I mean, was it the first game against Miami? He didn't really. He wasn't really shooting. He didn't, I don't think he well. played the fourth quarter at all. Yeah, or but he, he wasn't playing well. He, he wasn't, wasn't playing, playing well that game. So I get why you pull him and you put someone else in. And you know, it's also a learning experience for him too. And just to say, hey, look, I got like I we're trying to win. So if you're like you have to produce if you want to be on the court to win, and you got to be consistent because this is like another game with RJ where. He was kind of quiet in the first half and then starts to come together in the third. Uh, I'm pretty sure he did this, too, against Sacramento as well. So it, I think it's just Tibbs trying to, like, gauge. It's it's not – that doesn't bother me for playing well and, he, and pulls you. It's when you start – when you are playing well yeah. or you've done something really well, like IQ did, where you get a steal, right. you hit a three, and then he makes a good pass. And it's like then you get the bench and – why, why did you bench him when he was just coming in there and starting to get into a groove? But, you know, you start to see that Tiz is putting him in at in the fourth quarter of the, these last two games. So you see that he's IQ is earning trust. I think he's just trying to bring him along and put 
uh, him in the right situation as well to succeed. That, that's that's what I'm yeah. getting from this. Yeah, that, that's how I saw it. You know, the, the first Miami game, Super Bowl Sunday, he struggled. You know, that, Miami's game plan, give credit to Spolstra, took him out of the game. Every time he got the ball in the pick and roll, they doubled it. Tibbs didn't make the adjustment. I wanted to see him get him get him the ball more further down on the elbow, or run some mm-hmm. screens for him off, you know, run run him off some screens at the elbow, or even post him up a little bit. I thought those adjustments could have been made, but he, he didn't make it, and so he was thrown off his game. And I don't blame Tibbs for necessarily going with a more shooting lineup later on. Whether it was he did have Rivers in there, he had Burks, um, he had Randall at one point, he had quickly. I think he finished the game with with those guys, and so mm-hmm. I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. And then, again, in the last game, he tried to go there again. He, he tried to, you know, fight fire with fire down the stretch. But the last play of the game, he put RJ back in. He went to his go-to move. He was right there. And, you know, eight times out of ten, he's going to make that. But he, he just didn't convert. So I, I didn't really have an issue either game in, in how RJ was used. Yeah, not, neither did I. I. Like, we can question Tibbs' rotations because, you know, playing – you know, Peyton for like full quarters and then bring Iqlan for like a second or, or, or the fourth, you know, I think that's where you can start making adjustment mm-hmm. adjustments. And, you know, look, you, we, Tibbs has done, done a phenomenal job. You can still critique how he's been utilizing the rotations. And, you know, I get it's also a work in progress too. He's still like also trying to figure what's going, like figure these guys out. Like yeah. there's been no, there's no preseason, you know, he only saw True. these guys, like this entire team, once December came around, like he had that mini camp in September, but that wasn't truly with everyone on the roster. Like Bobby Portis isn't on this team, you know? So it, that, that camp doesn't mean that camp meant nothing except for getting like guys like in here, like RJ and see what they can do. So I get that he's trying to work it out, but the rotations are, could be a little bit better because, yeah. you know, I think IQ, you should, we should, I would like to see him more with the start with the start and see mm-hmm. what he can do and open it up for them. You know, Peyton doesn't really offer that. And Peyton also hasn't been passing the ball that well either, which yes, is he, he's been all. noted to, to do. All. So that's, that's my biggest gripe. If, if Peyton was at least passing and finding guys, yeah. I can kind I can kind of ease up a little bit more on that, but because he's not shooting well and because he's not finding guys that well, and we're really relying on RJ and Julius hey, to do he those shouldn't things. Be closing at whatsoever. I don't think no. she, she, she should be closing. Not at all. I don't think he should be no. closing. I think you, you put in Rose um, because he, he can attack you in different ways and take some pressure off of Randall. You put in IQ, and then maybe you go RJ at the three. You know what I mean? Randall, mm-hmm. Mitch. Or maybe even try going small, man. Because, you know, sometimes in those late game situations, you want to be, you want to have, you know, some good threats out there. And and I think there was time, especially against Miami, where, you know, Bam is your biggest guy out there on the court. And you have Olenek. I think they, there was room for them to go small in some of those possessions and try to get some more offense out there. Um, even on that last play, you know, that, um, well, not it was the second to last play where when Mitch got mauled, first off, by Olenek. But he also doesn't have hands, man. Like, sometimes you just it's, – it's tough, man. It's, it's a tough call because you need Mitch's defense out there. But offensively, sometimes it can, it can be a drag. But So I'd like to see Tibbs and them try to go a little small where they have the ability to do so. Yeah, that'd be interesting, especially if you can use, you know, Randall at the five, maybe even get Obi out there, try to get him activated at the four. Right. Um you put out IQ out there, have D Rose out there, have Barrett at the three. That's an interesting. That's an interesting lineup. Yeah. I'd like to see. Um, so, 
you know, it's just getting a little bit more creative, but Thibodeau is not necessarily the guy to be super creative and exactly. on the fly with his rotations. He kind of to keep it's, – it's funny how we went from a coach who we didn't know what lineup we're getting on a, on a nightly basis to now we know exactly what we're getting on a nightly basis. Yeah. And we're, it kind of gets a little uh, – it's a little, it's a little too stringent, but hey, that's Tibbs though. He keeps like a, Tibbs, man. keeps like a nine man rotation, yeah. ten right now. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see as the season goes along. I mean, I think they're trying to do another evaluation before the trade deadline to see who they can bring in here and how to get some guys more, uh, more activated. Like D Rose, right? Yeah. He comes in here, and you're hoping that he activates IQ and gets the first, uh, the starting unit going. I, I agree, man. Uh, give me a score prediction for tonight before we wrap. Oof. Where are you going, man? So, man, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like it's going to be a typical Knicks game of like 102 <laughs> to like 97. Like, it's such a low-scoring affair. Yeah, <laughs> We're yeah. averaging like 100 points, so I feel like it's going to end somewhere around there. I'll go I'll go 107 to 93 Knicks. 107, 93 Knicks. What do you guys think in the chat? Leave us a score prediction. Knicks versus Wizards tonight. No Beal. Salute to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up button for your squad. Um, 600 watching on on YouTube. We got uh, more people on Facebook. Salute to the Facebook family. Of course, we'll be back after the game for Knicks post game live. JL is Ashley and the gang taking your phone calls. So we'll talk more about Beal Oladipo. We'll talk more about the game. Let's get this W real quick before I sign out. I want to shout out um, Black King, John Asaro. What's going on? John Mark says 100 to 89. We got 110 to 101. Mateem Ola Rawaju. All right. 110-98. Knicks is Fat Boy with the kicks. Mason Verdicius is 106-99. Andrew Trevaria says 98-97 in quadruple overtime. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be a shocker either, yeah, honestly. That wouldn't be a shocker either, man. And Jamon Pascal, 114 and 98. All right. All right. No doubt, man. Well, um, make sure you guys keep it locked. Look out for the post game link. And obviously, we'll have the chat and everything going on, man. Al, go ahead and, um, and sign out, bro. CP, thank you, for, for, as always, for bringing me on. I will always enjoy talking Knicks. For all of you out there, salute to Knicks Nation. Salute to all the mods. Salute to everyone who's in this chat and helps this, uh, this channel stays alive, you know? Knicks fans are the greatest. Um, but you can find me on my podcast, Knicks, Jets, etc. On all streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, you name it, we're all there. You can also find out some, you can find some of my writing for KnicksFanTV.com yes, and Hoops Habit, uh, Fan Side of Network. Absolutely, man. Great job as usual, man. And salute to everybody in the chat. Once again, hit that thumbs up button for your squad. You heard him. KnicksFanTV.com. Go check out the site and support those guys, man. Salute to everybody that um, is supporting the wave at KnicksFanTV.com right now. we got some great writers, some talented, talented writers on, on the team right now. So I'm um, just thankful to have them. Thank you for Alex for joining us. And we'll see you guys after postgame. Remember, these shows are available in podcast format. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Alexa, Spotify, all the major platforms. So uh, be sure to check it out. Even if you missed it live, you can always catch it in audio podcast format. So let's get this W, man. Let's go Knicks. Leave us a comment, though. What do you guys think about the Beal situation? Ola Depot. We'll check you out to the game. <laughs>